Hey there, what's up? What is the word there? And so glad to have you back on another episode of the Inner Entrepreneur Podcast with your girl Entrepreneur B. And I'm going to be having another guest today, guys. We are just on a roll, okay? It's like guest after guest after guest, period, okay? Now, if you are an entrepreneur and you'd like to be featured on this podcast, feel free to contact me um, via email which my email is wealth at verinalake.com so that's wealth like where we're all trying to get so w-e-a-l-t-h at verinalake.com or you can simply just go to my website which is verinalake.com and then submit a contact form on the website and then I will get your message and I will get back to you. So if you're an entrepreneur and you'd like to be featured or if you have an entrepreneur that you look up to or you would like to see me interview somebody to get to know about their their story then definitely go ahead and let me know okay so the guest the special guest that we're going to have today is none other than miss marisol john okay miss dominica 2019 and who happens to just be my best friend so i am very excited for what's happening how this is going to go down so i'm going to have her join this live as a matter of fact let me also go ahead and just type in the comments very quickly and of course you can listen to other episodes of this podcast on your favorite streaming platform google Podcasts, anchor spotify breaker radio republic pocket cast so just make sure you go to my website verinalake.com and then you can simply just click the icon for your favorite streaming platform so now let me go ahead and add this in right now so in the meantime you guys let me know in the comments how you doing how happy new year of course to you and if you celebrate kwanzaa happy kwanzaa to you as well sweetie we don't discriminate with the holidays over here Alrighty, so this is season one, episode 10. Alright, 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 let me go ahead. So this is season one, episode 10. I'm just typing in the comments here real quick. So what I want to say is that this podcast really embodies the life of an entrepreneur now even if you're not an entrepreneur yet you're aspiring you're still probably thinking you know you're tiptoeing on the decision oh should i start a business is it worth it da, da, da. i am bringing to you the shifts that you have to take to start your entrepreneurial journey um i'm giving you teachings from experience that i had to go through myself and also this is why i'm bringing other people so you can see you people that you can relate to all right, so to help you in your decision. Okay, let me just go ahead, pin that comment. And don't be afraid to add your voice to the comments. You know, we love an interaction over here. All right, all right. So let me just go ahead. <laughs> and see so when I see Marisol rolls up in here I will just go ahead 
and bring it on. All right, all right. All right, so she's about to come in. And she's connected. Hey, there she is. What's up? I was a little scared. Like, I started, my temperature started to go up. I was like, why? Oh, trust me, man. I was like, but why I not seeing sis on the live? <laughs> because this is actually a new set, a new setup. <laughs> this is actually a new setup. I usually use like a streaming software, so it's on a different platform and it just shows up on Facebook. But this is the first time that I'm doing it like this again. You guys are witnessing me working out the kinks as we go along with this thing. So, okay, so now that I know, so you know, my bad to really have you as a little guinea pig for this, <laughs> but it works, it works. All right, so I already kind of gave an introduction, but you know, one of the things that I do is the most. So I'm going to go ahead and and go ahead and do that. So guys, we have Miss Marisol John here us okay you know she's giving you glasses she's giving you size she's giving you vibes okay i have known this wonderful woman for an eternity at this point um i met her in primary school when i recently moved to dominica so if you didn't know i'm not actually I wasn't born on the island, but I'm still Dominican, okay? Can't tell me nothing. So with that being said, you know, she's been a, lot, a lifelong friend and I have really been blessed to see her just blossom into the person that she is today. All right. So again, she has many hats, you know, she's a friend, you know, oh, she does it all. Okay. So let me see. Listen, girl, I just, you know, I just know so, like, the, the, the history is just so much that I could go, it could be a whole live just saying, oh, what I think you are, but I'm going to let you tell the people yourself, okay? <laughs> so, you go ahead, introduce yourself to us, tell us what do you do, um, and what would you like people to know you as? Let's start with that. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you, first of all, for having me. Honestly, like, when you asked me, I was like, oh, boy, what am I getting myself into? But from looking at your other episodes, I must say I was really inspired. And I'm all here for the vibe. So to the people on the live, my name is Marisol, Marisol John. And as Verena said, we've been friends for years. Um, I was originally born in Dominica. I'm Dominican. And... I'm currently a student, a university student, pursuing a degree in biotechnology. But prior to that, I was a high school teacher at my alma mater and one of the high school on island. And I currently own my own degree. There are other things I can drop through, but get to know as we go through the interview. <laughs> yes and of course she didn't mention it but i'm gonna mention it as i did already she is uh, um miss dominica 2019 okay so that's why i said like she she's just really multifaceted all right and like i said i have been blessed to be able to call her 
a friend. So like, I do know that there might be a little lag on Facebook. So just to the viewers, you guys kindly bear with us to see if there's any little delay or anything. Like I said, this is something that I'm still working on, working on kinks. You know, your girl got a ring light, but more technology will be coming soon to make this a better experience for the viewers. All right, so the first question that I usually always ask the other guests on the show is that when you were growing up, did you see yourself as an entrepreneur? Um, if somebody asked you, is that how you would describe yourself or is it something that you had to grow into over time? Honestly, coming from the background that I came from, a very sheltered background, I'd have to say sheltered, because my parents weren't exactly into the spotlight life. So coming from that home environment, I would not say I would see myself as an entrepreneur, because it was never like discussed at home. It was never something that was encouraged. I was always told, you know, you go to school, you get a job, and you make money, and that's it. But growing up, I realized it's, there's way more to it than just simply doing the mainstream stuff. So no, I was not exposed to that as a child and I had to learn that as I grew up. And not like when I was 13, 14 or 16, maybe within the last two years of my life, I probably learned that. Mm -hmm. I definitely feel you on that because like I usually say, a lot of us have examples of what we want to be when we grow up. And then the majority of us tend to have examples of who we don't want to be like or situations that we don't want to find ourselves in. And I categorize myself as one of those people who had a lot of examples of things that I didn't want to be like. So it just seems to me that the more that I ask it seems like more and more people are in that sense that no it's not something that i grew up with it wasn't like you said something that was discussed or encouraged and it was something that they had to come in on their own and you know that almost kind of makes me a little little sad because it's like i really want or I would expect that entrepreneurship would be something more pushed in our society seeing that we live in a very capitalistic society you cannot survive without money almost anywhere that that you go I think there was only one other person who came on the podcast and that was Miss Unika Daniels who said that she grew up being an entrepreneur so I always like to ask that question to give the viewers let the viewers know that just because you're not an entrepreneur now doesn't mean that you cannot change or grow or, or become one so and also that's what I said before I didn't think that I was worthy. I usually say that. I didn't think that I could do it, own a business or whatever the case was. And it was a lot of walls that I had to break down mentally. So can you just kind of speak about what was it, like you said, in the last, in the past two years only that you really started thinking about this seriously? What was that stimuli that really pushed you in that direction to pursue entrepreneurship? Honestly speaking, um, there were many factors. I would have to narrow it down to the top three. First being that coming straight out of college, the state college here, 
I could not find a job very easily. And I thought to myself, what's the sense of going to school for all these years and not being able to fit in to a workforce? So I found it to be very frustrating and I channeled my frustration into an innovative idea. So I've always been told that I have good brains, I'm smart, blah, 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 trying to be humble. But I never really understood how I could use that to my advantage until someone asked me to tutor their child. And I'm like, oh, okay, if I do this tutoring thing for X amount of time, for X amount of hours a week, then I could actually make a good amount of money. So I started it off as like a summer program and it did come out very well. It was the public, they were very responsive to it. Mm-hmm. And I built relationships with people who actually were interested in my business. And so I decided to establish Falls Academy. And for about three or four years now, as it wasn't as successful as I hoped it would have been, but it definitely was something that I felt passionate about. And that would be my second factor passion. I actually love teaching. I remember leaving high school though, I said I would never ever go back to school. <laughs> and then here it came, I ended up teaching at my high school. But I realized that I actually had a passion for it and I love teaching. I love seeing the smile on children's faces when they actually understand the concept. And that's something that kept me going. Regardless of having five students or a hundred students, I felt that I was doing something worthy of my time. And of course, I was getting paid. The causes or the two main factors that like propelled me into that area was one, the lack of available jobs coming straight out of college. And two, having a passion for actually teaching and giving information to others. So when I just left college, having an associate's degree in three of the sciences, I felt that I had accomplished something worthy of getting a job and to my surprise I was not able to find a job immediately so that frustration it kind of inspired me to do something about my own situation and I use it to create Souls Academy for just tutoring like a few students within my age group and a little younger and parents who knew my family and wanted assistance with their children. And through that, I was able to establish Souls Academy. And throughout the years, it grew and I've seen results. My first set of students, they've actually graduated from college last two, about two months ago. So that was something that I felt very proud of because I can say I, I got them to that point. So it's the passion and the, you know when they say every rose has a fawn. So I feel like mm-hmm. the fawn that pricked me to getting that, to get that part of my life going, was not being able to find a job. Although it was very hurtful and frustrating at the time, it propelled me to something that I love doing. Yeah. Okay, um, okay. The third mm-hmm. factor, everybody needs and I needed to get something to give me money. So I felt why something that I'm very comfortable with and I could use that to support myself. Those are the things that I needed that I could I didn't want to ask my parents for anymore. 
I decided, okay, I need to do something about that for myself. So the passion, the lack of a job and needing money, these are the three main factors that actually propelled me to actually become an entrepreneur. Okay, okay, okay. So what we got out of that, you know, sis needed to be where the money resides, okay? She needed to be where the money resides. And um, again, like she said, like that passion. No, you said that, like I remember you said, and I remember this conversation, the people might not know, but Marisol and I actually were dreading getting teaching jobs after school because it was like, okay... I didn't just, you know, I didn't go to like five years of high school and then two years of college, squeezing three degrees, three separate associate's degree. Each of us were triple majors. What were we thinking? I don't know. That we went ahead and squeezed into those into those two years. And it's like, okay, like, sis, like, we're not doing all that just to go stand up in front of a classroom now, right? Okay, no, so I just know. So we were dreading. Do you, um, and then she used, you said that you actually found out that you liked doing it. So can you really speak about, you know, what was it that really led you to go from not wanting to do that thing to you now actually liking it? Like, what is it about teaching that just like gets you going? Honestly, I think it's uh, the thought of so For me, I felt, okay, teach up because they had to do the job and they were being paid to do their job. But being in the teaching environment, I saw it from a whole new perspective. And I saw how much children looked up to their teachers, not just for education, but for advice and in the field I learned so much more from them than actually me giving them information. They taught me things about myself that I had no idea and the greatest takeaway for, from teaching for me is being able to see a child feel happy that they have succeeded at something that was so difficult to them. We were all students and I think we know it all too well. It's a horrible thing to fit a test or to feel something and then when somebody comes in and helps you to to feel something or to know a concept better it's like you're feeling like a whole superhero and that's how i felt <laughs> after teaching for you i feel like yeah i'm a wonder woman over here helping children pass tests that they never thought that they so it was a great feeling to know that okay i am doing something that's of great value to other people oh okay I, I completely understand i understand that's in a sense is really how i feel um after i wrote after i wrote my book and you know it hasn't it hasn't officially launched yet i'm still in the pre-launch phase but even like the one or two reviews that i'm doing like from these interviews and i'm hearing people speaking about it and i'm like wow i created something that made somebody give that feedback like it does feel good and even for me like i just know that 
this like that book is going to has the potential and i know and i believe that it will also help people to like change the trajectory of their lives so i'm definitely with you when you i can see what you're saying when you say that it was just giving the feeling of you being able to help somebody so and that's something i want to bring up so let me ask you when you started salt academy did you start giving lessons for free did you immediately start out charging for it like how can you almost take us briefly through the evolution of that first business venture of yours okay to be very honest i started it with the idea of just making money because again i couldn't get a job mm-hmm. so i spent three months after graduation without a job and i felt okay and those were the summer months there were parties to go to things to do and i was like <laughs> so i only wanted to make money but mm. after my two classes i had just put out a flyer on facebook and i realized there are so many people who just need help and they cannot afford it mm-hmm. and i felt okay so i decided to just do my first month for my first two months i think pro bono classes and particularly with the assistants in sbas and mm-hmm. i felt that was something that kind of drew other people to come into the business because they were not aware of Saul's Academy. As I said, it was just a pop-up idea just to make a bit of cash. And through the free help that I offered, I got many more students after that. And in the new school year, I actually established a price list. I established hours, opening hours and all those things. So I think that helped that helped me being able to give out my service for free at the beginning it's kind of made souls academy solid so then after that i was able to actually say okay this is my prices this is the hours that i open i operate firm and eventually i was able to secure a good amount of students to actually have a space not my own space but Thankfully, my alma mater, the Pondet High School, they allowed me to use one of the classrooms in the afternoons to do my classes, and that was a great blessing to me because, of course, there was nowhere else I could have having suffered a hurricane the summer before. So I was mm-hmm. able to use the school environment to do my classes, and working within a school and giving classes in another school. I was able to build my clientele, so I also made a few more clients there, and the word went around pretty quickly that there was someone who was able, a past student of the high school, giving lessons to students of the current high school. So I think that in itself was just the the making of Souls Academy. It was pretty much an experiment, but it became something that was solid and concrete after. the experimental phase. Okay. So I just want to highlight some of the comments that we have here from the viewers. So I showed it earlier um while you were speaking so Ronelia, you know, she want giving you a few claps, you know, and then we have Dane Kizzy giving you saying you go girl. Okay, so I really really want to highlight 
what it is that you said. And I'm so glad that I asked you this question. And I'm so happy of the answer that you gave because I literally spoke about these guys. Now, Dane and Siobhan know they were following me on my other page. Y'all know I'm dramatic, okay? But let me tell, let me tell y'all something. I spoke about this yesterday. <laughs> I was telling people, listen, when you're starting out on your entrepreneurial journey, no more than most of the times, if you're not already like famous on social media or your family doesn't have like an established name or something, nobody don't know you. Nobody doesn't know you. Okay. So it's like you cannot want to be too forceful. <laughs> too forceful with your price list and it's like yeah you can't just be all about the money so if you were listening closely marisol said that she gave her services for free for was it like two months in the beginning and what did that do for her that helped the word spread up because now it's like well damn if she's doing all of this for me for free like she said you know the students are getting the concept they they she and you know teachers don't just give you information well good teachers let us be specific because you know some of them just be lazy Teacher. <laughs> teachers don't just give you information but they also give you confidence as well guidance as well so imagine as a parent somebody is basically doing all that for your child for you while you're at work or while you're doing something there for free and you yet to like give them like a single cent so that and that's like building the relationship. So that's something that I just wanted to sit on for a little while, Marisol, to really let them know that you have to give your. Okay, let me not say you have to. Yeah, let me not say you have to because the only thing that we have to do is live and die. Amen. Okay, so you don't have to. You don't have to give it for free, but it would be in your best interest to do that because. It helps build the clientele. You know, you get reviews. Like I was saying on my live the other day. And you guys in the comments, don't be afraid to comment as well. Like how many of us, when we go to Amazon, you always check the reviews before you make a purchase. Even if it's not something online, you always ask a friend, hey, you ever heard of that product before? Girl, you ever use that? Or I want to buy that, you know, but boy, you think that going to work? Or whatever so that's just how we operate as human beings we, we want to make sure that when we give somebody our hard-earned money that we're going to get something in return so when you give it for free and again it's not just giving it for free but it's giving it for free and doing it well because you want the people to come back because if Marisol was just there like I think two plus two is five nobody not gonna want to pay for that <laughs> All right, nobody not going to want to pay for that. So again, there you have it, guys. She gave, she gave, she started off give, doing it for free. You know, it doesn't have to be forever. And now she, then she started getting an overflow of clients. And I want you to give me your feedback on this statement that your attitude determines your altitude. What do you think about that in terms of entrepreneurship or we can probably even say like like life period honestly i think that's like one of the golden rules of life it speaks for itself if you don't have a positive attitude you won't go anywhere 
And I think that's one of the things that kept me going because I'm not I'm not exactly the outgoing type and having to deal with parents and students on a daily basis in a totally new environment. At first I was like one foot in, one foot out. But I knew what I wanted. Again, the motivation, I needed money. But eventually the entire process, it became enjoyable to me. And I kept believing, okay, this is going to go somewhere and something will come out of it. And lo and behold, after my free summer program, the school actually called me for a job. So that was my way of getting myself wow. out there, I believe. And things worked out exactly in the line that I, not that I expected it to work out, but in the way that it should have worked out. And I think the positive attitude Ooh. that I kept throughout the entire process was a major driving factor. And I think throughout the entire, up until now, positivity has been my go-to. That's one of my mantras I live by every day. And I will remember very, very distinctly throughout my last year of teaching, I believe, I was still the reigning queen. And I don't know, I guess people felt they would be blessed or honored if they had a queen to turn their daughter or their son or whatever. And in my head, I was like, okay, is it because they really, they really need the service or is it because they think that it's an honor or something like that. So at, at, at some point, I felt like, okay, I'm just going to turn down these people because I don't feel like I'm being treated fairly for my actual education or the value that I bring. But then mm-hmm. I remembered, regardless of people's outlook, I have to control my outlook on the situation. And mm-hmm. that outlook on the situation, your personal outlook on the situation determines everything else. So your attitude definitely determines your altitude. Okay, okay. Thank you so much for chiming in on that because as you mentioned that this school actually allowed you to use this space. Like, was that was that for free? Are you able to speak on that? Or did you have to, like, rent the classroom or something? Or what was that arrangement? The arrangement was that uh, it doesn't become like an expensive business venture. It was literally just to use an open space within the school um, because things were difficult at the time. Having suffered a Category 5 hurricane, mm-hmm. there was there were not many options. And I think they felt sorry for me, <laughs> but they also <laughs> understood that I needed a space. The library was destroyed. Mm-hmm. There weren't many places that I could one two so they open their arms and i'm very grateful for that mm-hmm. and the reason i ask is because when you said that they allowed you to use this space that was what came to my mind like wow it was maybe just just because of the way that you know you carried yourself and your personality and you know just you being who you are um allowed them to open that opportunity for you because to be honest if you had to work with and you know, you have a bad attitude and you just disrespectful them. People, people, people don't want to put up with that, especially like as I've learned in like professional settings. So that's why I was asking you, what do you think about that statement? Right. I also believe that as well, because it's like 
life can be very frustrating and girl you know sometimes things will happen and you just feel it to just tell somebody mm. but then sometimes you just have to let it pass because it's not just what happening then and there but you have to think about okay how is how can this possibly affect me five years down the line is this worth a reaction from me and be very wary because there will be some people who will literally just aggravate you just to like trick you out of your position so i just want to like highlight that to the listen listening audience as well that and in my experience as well when you start your entrepreneurial journey it will it will make people feel uncomfortable and you know unfortunately there's a lot of miserable people on the face of the earth and for whatever reason sometimes some people might taunt tend to taunt you or whatever the case is but you just really have to be like headstrong and um have faith okay with it because as i've learned in business mentorship if you don't have faith in what it is that you're doing that it, it will never work and as Marisol just said, like her, her business was an experiment for her, but she kept telling herself, okay, this is going, this is going to be something or whatever. So I hope I really want you guys to really like take in what she's saying because this is already going like so beautifully when she's just saying, and like I said, I've known her for excess of 10 years and it still feels i'm still glued to the screen like listening to her story like you know guys so really it's like plus you know to be fair you know we are in a long distance relation, best friend relationship so beside that you know it hasn't been like really a while that we kind of like just kicked it with each other so i am really i'm really really enjoying this so marisol i want to ask you for me, reading has been a very fundamental part, or I would even say a catalyst in my success or in the progress that I have made as an aspiring entrepreneur. Um, would you say that is the same for you? And if so, like, what are some of your favorite books that helped you along your entrepreneurial journey? Okay. Um... Reading-wise, I would say I use reading, while most people use reading for educational purposes, because I've been teaching for so long, I kind of, I moved away from that angle and I use reading for entertainment, so I'm more into novels. But mm. in regards to my inspiration and motivation, I do listen to audiobooks and motivational videos that I find on YouTube. Um, now that you mention it, a few of them come to mind, like Les Brown. Mm -hmm. He is one of my most inspirational, motivational speakers. And I remember not only throughout my entrepreneurial journey, but through my Miss um, Dominica journey, I used those motivational videos to get me going in the morning. Because let's be real, we are humans. And we're not always 100% rooting for ourselves. You always mm. need somebody else to tell you, okay, you're doing a job, you need to keep going, you need to get your head together. And I needed that extra motivation in the mornings because there'll be days I wake up and I'm like, this, and there'll be days I wanted to just, 
Like, we cannot just do that. We have to get into and know that wherever we're heading to, we're going to get there. So for me, the reading, I do read, but as I said, for more escaping reality and mm-hmm. in terms of inspiration and sourcing energy to get me going, I would listen to YouTube videos, um, inspirational talks, and other forms of social media that I can pull inspiration from. Oh, okay. So your audio went out a little bit, but I did get the the most the most of what you were saying. So okay, so you said you're listening to Les Brown. I occasionally listen to Et, the hip hop preacher. He's a motivational speaker on YouTube as well. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but um. I've watched a few of the Les Brown videos, but so I do, I watch E.T. as well. I don't know, to me, it's like E.T. is a little bit more aggressive and sometimes that's, that's kind of what I need, like need. It's like, you know, whilst I don't like people to raise their voice at me, <laughs> but it's, I don't know, listening to him say it and it's just like, yeah, you know, it's true, that's, that's. So I listened to E.T. as well. I interestingly actually stopped reading for recreation, I would say, towards the end of 2019. And from to like 2020 was really just my year of starting my entrepreneurial journey. So a lot of majority of the books that I read, like I have a few of them with me like here right now. Like this is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, we are sick surviving financial cancer. My business mentor actually wrote this book. So a lot of books that I read, they were either um you know business related or related to money or more like life mastery itself so one of my favorite books is um the secrets of the millionaire mind by have t ecker and i always encourage people to read that book because that was really what uprooted my you know my old thinking my negative thinking about money and the other book that i would speak about as well is the seven spiritual laws of success by deepak chopra i highly recommend that one listen and i keep going back to it whenever i feel because it talks about detaching yourself from life you know finding your purpose in life and you know that's i even started meditating as a result of that book so it had an really really had an impact on 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 my life and then the other book that i would let you guys tell you to get into which will be dropping soon is in entrepreneur by verena lake okay so make sure you go to verenalake.com get up on the book waiting list all right in entrepreneur coming soon you know get on the waiting list verenalake.com so thank you for sharing that marisol and i'd want to ask you do it in your entrepreneurial journey was there ever a time when you felt that you didn't have support? Um, well, as I said, coming from a family background where entrepreneurship was never really encouraged, I cannot say no, but I cannot say yes either. Because in the Caribbean, we also live by seeing to believe. So after my first couple months, or let's say, let's say the first year of mm-hmm. becoming a successful entrepreneur, 
then the family they were like oh okay so this makes sense you're actually doing something with the while it's actually working so mm. it was then that i got the encouragement but it wasn't like right in the beginning at the beginning i wouldn't say that it was discouraged but it was more of a check your vibes kind of a thing if you get what i'm saying it's like <laughs> <laughs> but do it on your own accord so after a while they were more encouraging i saw my family has actually got me clients and currently my two well because i'm in school um i had to back down on the number of students that i actually tutor and one of my two main students right now are actually my cousins so i must say like towards the latter part of my journey the family really came on board um regarding friends and other associates i think that everybody else around me my school they were pretty encouraging um every time i put out a flyer within the first 5 minutes it would be circulating all across social media and i found that that was very effective having a circle that actually encouraged you and would push your business out there for you Mm-hmm. Okay. So I asked that question because a lot of people often feel that when they start when they start your business, you know there's that thing of that nobody supports me or you know as soon as you put your product out there you expect it, you know, you want it to be you want to be successful. So your suspect is like, "Yes, you see that best thing since sliced bread." You hear me? Like lit and then you put it out there and it's like like crickets and then that can be very very discouraging <laughs> to people so I, i asked you that question to really see and it's like even if in your case you did say that you know you did end up getting like an influx of support but towards the beginning of it that it didn't compare to what it is now right so again to the listening audience if you are somebody starting your entrepreneurial journey and you're not feeling like you're not getting enough support or whatever like Marisol say a lot of people operate by you know seeing is believing so you can see you could know you could be seeing ahead okay there is danger ahead but if people don't say okay that person don't know what they're talking about or or who is that person to say this this and that you might have the answer but then they might not believe you because of their own perception of you in their head but that still isn't there that still isn't your responsibility so keep going because again imagine if Marisol had just stopped when she didn't feel like she was getting enough support as she should at the, in the beginning she would never had reaped the benefits that she have now is that correct like had, if you had stopped then it yep. it wouldn't have us it wouldn't have a souls academy today so i i would say to expect those expect those dark moments and i actually remember when you just started like you were saying to share your flyers and stuff and it's like listen even if i know that okay i didn't have a job either but it's like okay you know i saw my friend doing some things so it's like okay even sis has peppermint plants on sale as well guys I'd post <laughs> I would post that up and whatever. I'm really really a firm believer that if somebody's your friend and they have a business that you know you almost 
ought to support them like what are what are what are your thoughts about that let's get into that a little <laughs> let's Honestly, I am a strong believer in karma. Not exactly the word karma, but uh, the whole thing of energy circulating. So what mm-hmm. you give is what you expect to receive. What's out there is what is going to come back. So I believe that if I invest in somebody else's business, it might not be tomorrow. It might, it might not be the day after, but I believe mm-hmm. it, the blessing is going to come back to me. So mm-hmm. I am very, very, very strong believer that you should invest in your friend's business. It doesn't mean you have to invest like a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars. Simply sharing the person's flyer or spreading a positive word about the business that goes a long way. And if people have in mind that investment is only monetary, it's mm-hmm. really not, because a simple word of encouragement or a good review. That's a major, major investment. And well, you're here to say that you're sharing of my flyers and all those things. They worked because more than once, people would tell me, okay, I saw your flyer this place. So I saw a post from that person. And it wasn't because I went to them to promote my business. A friend took a shirt for me. So I definitely believe we need to be able to support each other's businesses, not only to expect good, but simply because that's the right thing to do. Honestly, like, yeah, like I said, no, if you know your friend has a product and it, you know, it's not really all that, you know, let's just call it spade a spade. If it do good, if it trash, you still, you can tell the person Tell the person so that they can improve it. It's no different from you going out with your friend and, you know, you're taking a little whiff. Like, you know, as you would say back home, you know, they have a little back. Or, you know, you can sense a little B.O. on them. Like, you know, you tell them, sis, bro, check you on the mint. Or if you're somebody like me, I just tell you, hey, you know, smelling a little, you know. <laughs> go ahead and fix that you know but it's like your friend like you would obviously prefer your friend to tell you then you let them go in the midst of people and then they get publicly embarrassed so you can help your friend to improve their product but i see no reason why let's marcel has her tutoring business. If somebody comes to me and tell me they're looking for somebody to give their child tutoring services, I have no reason to go and tell them, oh, you know, it have that other person, Sally from New Tongue, that doing that too, you know. What? <laughs> I guess it's, just it's just crazy to me. I, I feel like, as I go back, Marisol rightfully said, investment doesn't only have to be monetary and it's like what you give is what you get but i just feel like it's something that should just be natural like it shouldn't even feel like you you taking any effort out of you because i mean the person is your friend which should probably even take us back to what is really a friend because i think people get it confused especially as we use social media more and more is like there's less weight 
to like to that to that word to that meaning so i kind of want you you kind of started talking about it already but to what degree was having the right people around you or friends around you that encouraged you to what degree did that help you and then a follow on then a follow up question would probably be like what what is the definition of a friend to you okay um well, well just to touch on something that i mentioned earlier the the circle i had around me sharing my flyers there's a difference between my circle sharing my flyers and my contacts sharing my flyers because i soon realized after being so naive that mm. the people who share who share your flyers they're not all your friends and they're not all part of your circle they are just uh, people who want to stay close to know your every move so that they could be a step forward mm. or in a way to bring you a step backward so we have to be very careful about that um eventually along your entrepreneurial journey you will become aware of it and it's not something that is in plain sight you have to go through some real deep turmoil for you to know who is exactly there for you and who was actually supporting me from the get go and who's just a bandwagoner so with that being said for me a friend is someone you don't need to you don't need to explicitly say everything to them but they know anyway somebody you don't have to wear your okay yeah you probably should wear your hat on a sleeve if you're free but you don't have to tell them that you're hurting or you're going through a deep dark moment for them to know they just instantly know and they can tell that you're going through something and even if you do need to tell them before you tell them they have a way of helping you get through that moment um a friend is also someone who is unconditionally supportive So even if you are not entirely in line with their ideas or their ideologies or whatever it is that they're going through or whatever they feel that their their next step in life is then you might not be 100% behind them but as long as you understand them you will support them. Of course, if they're doing something totally out of the way, a friend is supposed to tell you that yo, that back this is not what you should be doing. But I feel that friends should be unconditionally supportive. As you mentioned, you don't have to think about sharing your life. You don't have to think about giving a positive word about their business or whatever it is that they're doing. It should be instantaneous. It's like something that's at the back of your head that you just know you have to do. And finally, I think a friend for me is someone who is a confidant. You can tell them anything. and expect it to remain confidential. I think these days we mix up the, the two when you know you just want to vent to somebody and then mm-hmm. you end up venting to the wrong people and you realize okay this person just wanted to know my business they didn't really have my best interest at heart. So I think mm-hmm. a friend is the one who is confidential and knows you inside and out and still be able to give impeccable accurate advice that is suitable for your friendship okay 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 
So I just the high, I couple things that I picked up on that was the unconditional support. I'm in agreement with that and. You know, even if you don't understand, like you said, calling them out on their nonsense. And then the other question was, what? how much of an impact do you think having positive people around you or having good friends, what impact did that have on your entrepreneurial journey, if any? Okay, well, it definitely helped because as I said before, I would not have gotten my business to where it was if I if I didn't have people who would speak positively on my behalf. I actually have a couple of co-workers, well, past co-workers, who would be asked to tutor students and simply because they didn't have the time or they were just not very interested in tutoring, they would immediately think of me and give the parent my contact. So I would say having a a very transparent relationship with the people around you is important so you know that they are genuinely there to support you and having the circle that is having a circle that is encouraging and willing to get your business out there is important you need to know who's really in your best interest and who is just there to see you do it to believe it or see you do it and fail to believe it. Because believe you me, there are people who are out there waiting for you to fail. Like mm. everything else in life, as you always say, there are some miserable people in life. But <laughs> that should not deter you. That should not dampen your spirit or make you want to stop doing what you're doing because people want to see you fail. Because at the end of the day, if you stop what you're doing, you're going to fail and you're going to prove them right. So having a positive circle is very, very important. And it's not to go to say that if you don't have a positive circle, you won't make it. It's just that it it adds to the success. Mm. I, I agree. And, you know, in a way, I would kind of... Just to tweak that a little, I would think that in a sense that you need, for me, it's like to me, like you need to have positive people around you. Because like you were saying that, you know, you have those days where you're just not 100%. And to me, one thing that um, I, I learned was that entrepreneurship is really a mental game. A lot of the time. Like from being resourceful to just taking ownership of your mind because we all know there's that little voice at the back of the of your head when you say oh i'm going to do this i'm going to be successful it's like no you're not Mm-mm. Mm-mm. you as like now you we can't do this we can't do this so you always you always have it's just balance in the universe you have negative you have positive no black white so it's always there Right, so to me, is that you need to have those positive people around you for to kind of help you on days where you might not even be able to help yourself, or just by simply having them around will increase your positivity as well. And I think I always say that you know that you're in the right circle when your friends inspire you, if you feel stagnant around your group of people you know if you always feel like you're the smartest person in the room or not just the smartest if you always feel like you're the one who everybody is coming to then that means that you have to kind of level up your circle because you 
probably have outgrown the people that you're with because you're always giving, 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 but there's nobody adding to you. Um, it might be an egotistical thing for some people. I don't know how you feel about that, Marisol, but it's not fun being the smartest person no. in the room. I actually wanted to touch on that as you mentioned it, that your friends are actually supposed to inspire you and your circle is supposed to inspire you. There's no point in being at the same level. Where's the fun in that? You don't challenge each other. You don't see growth. And for me, one of the biggest things for me is being able to grow and have people around me pushing me to grow. Mm. If, if you can't add it to my value, you have no value to me. Mm. I, it's probably harsh, but it, it, it's a no, You need to be... Period. <laughs> you, cannot, you cannot have people around you draining you all the time. Like, you have to be real. There are people who just need your help. And there are times you are going to be the one to inspire them. But you also need to know when to set that boundary where, okay, you need to start doing something for yourself or we're going to have to call it quits because life is not going to just like hand things to you. And if you have people in your circle that just keeps taking yeah, that's not a circle anymore. You're a leech. Well, you're in you're the circle and the leeches are around you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Alright, so we have a Dana, of course, you know, just giving us some reinforcements on that. <laughs> Period. Okay, like that's what it is. Just let's just call a spade a spade now. <laughs> that's just what it is. Okay, right. So that means like I said, it's not fun. Like, I think we all of us can relate to this, like, in high school or in college. And I know, like I said, I know this was me and Marisol dilemma, where it's like, we have group projects to do. And of course, like, Marisol and I would immediately go into groups. Like, it's like, hey, sis, okay, we're on group project. Let's go, let's do this. And I actually remember... <laughs> People being mad, like, guys, no. Like, there were people upset at us. Not just us, but depending on the size of the group for the assignment, you might have five people or whatever. People used to be pressed. Guys, I brought a flat. I brought, I think I, I don't have my flat iron with me, but if I did for the visual, listen, people be pressed, honey. Okay? People was pressed. all of us would like get into a group together and it's like oh all this mature and going in a group together and it's like like you want me to go in a group with the dumb people what did you expect (laughs) like what did you expect though and it's like like honestly like I know we're laughing about it no but these people were mad that we were working together and i mean at the end of the day like i said it's not fun being the smartest person in the room because everybody just taking 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 from you and then what you getting in return you cannot pour from an empty cup and you see like you know this is just some empty water bottles i had on the side but if both of us empty then like 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 what like there's nothing happening hell there's there's nothing happening there's nothing there's nothing happening hell i mean but no if i have a little water 
no, this one is actually full. My guys might not see, but this one is actually filled. Then I can pour into you. But if um, if all the empty bottles just want to come for my water, at the end of the day, I, I I'm going to end up like them, and then they're going to have something. They're going to be bare messy, and I'm going to be there struggling. So it's like, mm-hmm. like I said, those people were mad. And that's the thing. There are some people like you cannot, you cannot expect something for nothing. And the same people that were vexed with us going in a group together in high school, why they wanted to be in a group of the smart people so that they wouldn't have to do any work. But it's like, oh, all the smart people go in a group. No, we have to be there struggling. And it's like, well, damn. <laughs> I don't know if you remember those things from high school, but I remember no, I those <laughs> I remember. I remember, like, girl, those people were pressed. <laughs> so they're struggling. I was just saying, exactly. You have to be around people who who elevate you. And that is that is just so, um, so, so crucial. So I would say... So continuing the conversation, I just had to get that out because you people were pressed, pressed honey, about that. So one of my biggest struggles in my entrepreneurial journey was, well, two of the biggest things was my belief in self, which I speak about. I didn't believe that I could do this, like what I'm doing now, um, before at the start of 2020 even if you told me that i would be going live i'd be making videos like posting on social media and you know really exposing myself out there and talking about business i'd ask you like is it drugs is it crack is it is it crack are you did you smoke something what is it because never i never and i'm not trying to make it seem like what I'm doing is like so so extravagant to me it might feel like that but I know I'm still growing but I didn't even think that I would be able to do what I'm doing now having this interview with Marisol and bring even bringing on other people asking them about their story I didn't believe that I could do this right so that was one of my biggest struggles that I had and before I go on to the next one I want to ask you if you had a, if you ever had a problem like believing in yourself um, your faith or like listening to your guts about like taking taking certain leaps or making certain decisions oh definitely definitely and it still happens today I think it's part of human nature we just we we don't know our true potential until we see it so I definitely had those moments especially when like certain clients would come to me with uh, different grade levels for example i only teach high school students initially i started off doing first to third form and only mm. then eventually i saw students at fifth form level and form certain subjects so i did biochem and physics and i felt comfortable in that area so i could help students needing help in those areas and for me, stepping out of my comfort zone would mean adding more pressure to me. So I would not do maps, I would not do history, I would not do Spanish, I would not do any of the other subjects that I was not comfortable with. 
until I realized I was putting myself at a disadvantage because majority of the students who came to me, they were looking for subjects outside of my comfort zone. So at the beginning, I doubted myself. I'm like, no, there's no way I can do maths. There's no way I can think of teaching another student Spanish and I barely speak the language. It was, I had to think of uh, other arguments to get myself to actually do it until I eventually mm. did it and I realized, okay, it wasn't so bad. And as you said, it's not something extravagant, but in your head, it always feels like it's something bigger than it really is. Honestly, and I had to learn to convince myself otherwise. Mm, yeah, I, 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 that's how it really feels because even if the business thing, when I was signing up for the institute that I get my men- my mentoring from, when they initially asked me, um, do you want to open up a business soon? I was like, hands up, don't shoot. <laughs> I, I, was like, I was like, no, I'm not trying to do all of that. Like you would swear say like these people were trying to like poison me. <laughs> you twice said I was trying to give me the COVID vaccine and I was telling them no. And you know, and thing. And it was like, no, you know, I don't do that. Cause in my head, it was just like me, I very like wouldn't be able to take all of that on. And I just really, really thought that it was complicated. Not to say that running a business is just like skipping rocks, but when you get into it, Entrepreneur should be something that forces you to grow, in my opinion. It forces you to grow and, you know, encounter different things and get into new experiences. So you learn the business. You learn the, the business will teach you the business, really. Like you will learn things along the way. And for me, some things don't feel as intimidating because I'm doing it along the way. So that was one of my biggest struggles that I had to overcome. The next struggle that I had to overcome was letting go of information that no longer served me. So in my in my book, I call that chapter, I call that shift, like unlearn and relearn. So I had to do a lot of unlearning and relearning. Right. And sometimes it was like a battle for me to grasp with, oh, my God, but I thought this was the case all along, you know. So is that something that you struggled with as well, having to let go of old information and then relearn new things all over again? Before I do that, I just want to thank our listening audience for being great and for tuning into this podcast. Again, this is episode 10 of season one of the My Inner Entrepreneur podcast. And you can listen to this podcast on your favorite streaming platform, whether that's Anchor, Google, Spotify, Radio Republic, Breaker, and Pocketcast. I have links to all of these streaming platforms on my website, verinalake.com. So if you go to verinalake.com, you will see um, that section for the podcast. And if you're just joining us, I have a guest with me here today, Miss Marisol John, and we are highlighting her entrepreneurial journey, okay? So that is the website that you can go to. Now, Marisol, the question that I was asking you is that is unlearn- was unlearning and relearning a big struggle for you in your entrepreneurial journey? Because for me, it's like you grew up learning certain things, like you mentioned earlier, the um, 
you know, go to school, get a job. And now you're seeing, oh, I thought I'm supposed to be successful by now. Like, why isn't this working and challenging what you thought to be true? So is that something that you struggled with? And how did you overcome that? Definitely. Um, I think the entire process was unlearning things for me because at at the beginning I, of my journey I felt that I was re- I was ready and I was equipped to mm-hmm. do what I needed to do but throughout my throughout my journey I realized you no know, there are certain behaviors there are certain mindsets that you need to have that you were not taught or if you were taught it you were not taught it correctly mm-hmm. so let me just give an example in terms of finances. Um, we were always taught to save, save, save. I'm not saying that saving isn't important, but there comes a time when you've accumulated some money and it's literally just sitting there. What do you do with it? You're not told to spend it, but you're not encouraged to invest it either. Mm. And I felt that's something that we were not really encouraged to do as young people growing up investment. We were rather discouraged from spending our money rather than encouraged to use it wisely. Mm. So I had to learn that along the way that it's not just a matter of saving, but it's also very important to use your earnings wisely and budgeting I don't think we were ever really taught budgeting correctly. Um, I think on a very educational level, what we were taught within the four walls of the classroom, not everything is very applicable to real life situations. And if it is applicable, you have to really dissect the whole situation before you can apply what you learn. So I really had to unlearn quite a bit of things or learn things or relearn things in a new manner yeah girl preach because like i'm saying you know i did the well i did the whole degree thing or whatever and it's like mm-hmm. I, I remember it was like and it was hey <laughs> it was after it was after college all right and i'm there you know looking for jobs or whatever and i'm like I come here and that was after I got fired from I got fired from NBD and then I had to be looking for work again or whatever. But I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why did I go to school? Like I was like my CXE ones, you know, where, where my degrees, like y'all are not coming in clutch. <laughs> like, come on save me <laughs> so I was like save me and then I just kept there like save me like you're, got, you're going to do something and then it, like it was just there watching me and then coming to America you know I'm a I like to be a very independent person I don't like to ask people for money if I feel and it was getting to a point where I felt like I was losing my independence because I'm here, I'm, live, I'm in New York with my grandfather and I started to realize that I had to be going to him for certain things and like even like some people back home and it was just something that I absolutely hated. 
starving to feel like I was depending on other people. And I'm like, look at that. You know, I'm in school now still. But, you know, I went to school already. And none of the stuff that I did in school, like, it not helping me. And it was around that time, you know, that seed was planted in my mind. And now I'm actually faced with this situation where I don't even feel, to be honest, like continuing this school journey anymore. But because I don't have anything, no, I don't have anything, but because what I'm doing in terms of my entrepreneurship side hasn't fully taken off as yet, it's almost like I'm kind of forced to keep going to school in the meantime. So that's why I always tell people, even when you have your job, you might hate your job. You might want to just beat up the people at your workplace because it's so frustrating. Please don't, please don't let anybody convince you to quit your job prematurely and you don't have any other source of income because then that's when the real back and all, that's when the real trouble <laughs> going, going to start, okay? And I just wanted to put that out there. It's, I guess, it's legal to have a job, to work a nine to five, but that shouldn't be the end story of your life, you know? So that's why even in my book, I was encouraging people, hey, you can do your job thing, but is that all you really think that you were meant to be, to just work, pay bills and die? Like there is so much more to life. Like you, that's why I keep saying you deserve happiness, wealth, and to live life in abundance. There's 70 but over 70% of people living paycheck to paycheck. Like, you really think that we were born just to struggle? Come on! There, ha there has to be, there has to be more to life, so... And you can give your thoughts on this as well, Marisol. Like, to me, you can do a job thing, do it with a purpose to fund a, a higher purpose for yourself. So that's my thing. Don't um, don't stay in that job 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, living paycheck to paycheck. Like, come on, like, you know, there has to be there's something else mm -hmm. more for you. Yeah. Like this is beyond us. This system was created to keep us in that way, in that mindset. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean we have to stay there. I think our forefathers ran before us to tell us that we don't need to be confounded to the system that was created to confine us and um, that's why I'm so happy that so many young people are actually taking up the mantle and building their businesses building their brands and this whole entrepreneurial wave I'm mm -hmm. definitely because I've seen many generations go before us they work nine to five they take a mortgage to keep working from nine to five until they die Mm -hmm. that's insane why would you do that to work all your life to enjoy what two years of retirement because we let's face it people don't live that long anymore yeah and people are being stressed out daily daily to simply just work to pay bills and I don't think that was our purpose here that's if that was exactly. the purpose for God making the earth I don't think that's what he intended. And I think it's sad that so many of, well, thankfully now our generation is realizing that, but so many generations before us had to go through it until we came up with this whole entrepreneurial idea to really let people know that you're not, you're not limited to the opinions of your 
bosses or mm-hmm. your employers or, and I think that's why so many people are still stuck in that cycle and it's it's very saddening because people are not happy at their work I mean if yeah. you're happy with what you do working 9 to 5 who am I to tell you don't work 9 to 5 but yeah, there are exactly. so many people who are not happy with their 9 to 5 jobs and they they stick in it because they were not encouraged to pursue anything outside of those constrictions. So I I feel like we have a responsibility to our generation and the next generation to kind of just push that idea Mm -hmm. that we cannot just be stuck in that same old system. Exactly. And let's also talk about how they get the mortgage and a lot of the times they don't even finish paying it off and then that debt is passed down to the the children. Or imagine you're paying a mortgage for like 20 years, 30 years, and then on the last few years of it, you know, some inconvenience happens and then you cannot pay it anymore and then the bank closes the house. So it's like all those years of just giving your money to paying debt, paying debt, paying debt, paying debt, worrying about where your next meal is going to come from, you cannot even go take a trip to go nowhere. Like, mm-mm. I think we've also lost the sense of legacy because the entrepreneurs that we knew of, like back in the day, they created their businesses for their name to live on and for their children and their children's children to have that name and their mm-hmm. legacy will live on. No, I don't think the legacy idea has been imprinted in society so people they're no longer interested in leaving a legacy behind they just know they have 60 years to live and they're going to live those 60 years doing what they should be doing yeah like you know, as a lot of people like to say not here for a good time not a long time <laughs> mm-hmm. so, i don't know every, like i roll my eyes every time i hear somebody say that because it's just like People fail to realize that, like, our lives are not our own, you know? So as Marisol is saying that the same way you growing up and, you know, like us, I'm sure there's other people watching this or listening to the podcast as well. Like, do you really like having to start your business from scratch? Wouldn't wouldn't it have been nice if your family had some funds, they had other investments and stuff already set up for you? So it's like, if you decided you want to um, start a business or even if you decided you just wanted to go and throw potatoes outside, your family had enough money to be able for you guys to live without having to think like oh my god how am i going to be able to like buy necessities on those things so i agree with marisol when she says that we almost have you almost have an obligation to do right by yourself and your family so that the same way we might be struggling now that our children or family would have to go for the inconvenience and the other thing is that a lot of people would like to say oh you know generational wealth generational wealth but typically the people who break the chains of poverty in their family are not never really the ones who actually get to enjoy the sweetest parts of it somebody is somebody has to do the hard work is like talking back to our ancestors with like the slaves and stuff People had to die so that other people can could be free. If somebody is like somebody asking, okay, you can cut off your hand now and you know you go be free or whatever, 
or you keep all your body parts and you remain a slave. And to me, when people not happy in their job, living paycheck to paycheck, cannot increase the standard of their living, and they know they want better, but they're not doing anything to get better, it's like them saying, no master, I'll keep all of my thing and I'll just continue to be a slave. Like, to me, that's what it is. Like, there's other ways for you to do something. So, yeah, you can cut off your hands so that nobody else in your family wouldn't have to go through slavery again. So that's just how I see it. So I agree with what it is that you're saying. And that's actually one of the reasons to be an entrepreneur that I highlighted in in my book. Because it's like, hey, after reading the whole book, if you're still not convinced, <laughs> here's some more. Here's some more for you to break that. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Little kids in the house. <laughs> so anyway so with that um being said i would want to say like my next question to you is in terms of like emotion right another thing that i had a problem with was controlling my my emotions and i realized that my emotions actually used to let me fumble the bag i used to give everything a reaction i'm a cancer so I'm a crybaby. I cry for almost every, any and everything. Okay. And yeah, that was something that I really have to get under control because in a sense, it was holding me back. So was that something that you struggled with as well? Or what is your thoughts about business and emotions? Girl, I'm still struggling a bit. I'm a Gemini, so I also cry for everything. <laughs> but... Um, yeah that's something I had to work on because as I said there are days when you don't feel like putting in the work you just don't feel like doing it anymore and you just have to and one of the reasons I kept going is because I reminded myself that it's not for me anymore I started something with my interest at the beginning like I was only thinking of myself Mm-hmm. But towards the, like going through it, I realized, okay, I'm actually impacting people's lives. And I don't want to be held responsible for messing up somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. If it's my life, okay, I can say, okay, I'm responsible okay. for that. <laughs> but when it comes to other people's lives, it's, it's different. So, I mean, I had to learn to control my emotions on the days when I didn't feel like going to class or on the days when I felt like not giving my all, I had to remember, okay, that's not me alone in the situation. I have other people who are dependent on me. And I also remembered that why I started in the beginning and why I continued. Because there were many opportunities that I was given to like just give up on everything and move on with my life but I continued. So there must have been a reason why I continued. So I had to remind myself of that daily and just keep going. And again, having a positive circle, having people to encourage you, that's very important because sometimes we keep things to ourselves and we don't know how much damage it's really doing to us until after we speak about it. So speaking to people helped me get rid of those negative emotions. So I had to find comfort in the people around me tell them what's going on and how i'm feeling and it's through that i got people to actually 
encouraged me and my mindset changed the whole the whole process of them being involved in in getting my mind going it helped me deal with my emotions okay okay and i mean you know like you know as you personally know that was something that i struggled with a lot and marisol is actually one of those people who i would you know confide in and there's very 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 few people i tell my business <laughs> but she's one of them and it's true that you know when she says like you know sometimes you don't know how much something is actually hurting you because you know you think you're carrying it well but then other people might be able to see okay you know something is off and whatever and so yeah you know i'm glad you know that's why i say it's important to have people around you that you can confide in and have a release have an have an escape that's that's actually very very important now the next thing and you know we're going to eventually wrap it up soon but selfishness now listen listen when it comes to again a lot of people feel entitled to you like as if you were born here to work for them or to be at their call for everything and it's like if you give people if you give people a chance they will drag you they will drain you they will take everything that they have out of you but for me i have to say okay 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 like i was saying in the bottles earlier i cannot point to an empty cup and at the end of the day everybody has their best interest at heart but if i'm more concerned with this person and that person and that person when am i going to get time to work on me so do you feel that it is necessary for you know entrepreneurs to have you know a certain level of selfishness you know in their journey to you know really be successful like what are your thoughts on that Well, for me that's like asking if the sky is blue. You need <laughs> to be like I learned that the hard way. Especially if the work that I do mm-hmm. you're going to get people coming at you all the time for advice, for help or whatever the case may be. But you have to put up some borders after a while to let people know you're in control of your business because some people think that the customers are always in control they're not always in control they might be always right. they might be always right but not in control you're in control of your business and i had to learn that because there were times when i was double booked or i just wasn't available and people felt like they had the right and they had the audacity to call me out <laughs> call me out of my normal doings of my day to attend to their child or to attend to something mm-hmm. i mean I, there were things that i had to do otherwise um case in point when i was going up for miss dominica my schedule had completely just debunked crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> it was crazy So I had to obviously limit the number of students that I could take at a certain time and so forth. And people thought or there were some students and parents who thought that I was being unfair to them. But at the end of the day I had to set a boundary, I had to set some guidelines that kept me in check otherwise it would not have been fair to me and neither would it have been fair to my students because people they forget that if you make exceptions for them mm-hmm. you have to make exceptions for everybody else and with those exceptions mm-hmm. come compromise 
And once you begin to compromise the quality of your service or the quality of your Come on now, Wi-Fi. Get up. I can hear I can hear your voice again. <laughs> so I was saying like I had to learn that when compromise becomes a part of the equation in your quality of service or the quality of your good, it becomes lower, it drops naturally. So mm. being able to set boundaries is very important because you cannot compromise all the time for everyone. And at the end of the day, you are the one that's providing the service. If I burn out or if the supplier cannot produce any more goods, then the business crashes. Exactly. So you have to learn to be a little selfish. Take some time for yourself know how much you can handle don't bite off more than you can chew and that's something that i believe in because i know what it is to be a customer or a client on the receiving end and i hate to wait i really hate to wait so i'm very understanding to entrepreneurs and business owners who tell me okay no we cannot do this for you we cannot accommodate you because our cutoff point was then I mean, of course, there's a few exceptions, but it should not be taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. So that's my two cents. Yeah, like, honestly. And it's like, for me, guys, and I share this a lot with, like, my people on Instagram. Not as not as far back as I can remember myself, but even in, like, when I was going to, like, primary school or early in high school, People were always calling me selfish, and it was mostly people in my family <laughs> that was calling me, that was telling me that I was selfish and stuff. And it's like, I, you know, as a young girl, you know, I felt bad because it was like, okay, everybody's telling me I'm selfish, I'm selfish. But to me, I literally just in my own world, man, in my own business. And it was just that thinking of it now, as I grew up, it was just because. I had my best interest at heart or I was concerned about, you know, me first, that it was like, oh, you're selfish. But it's like, it's not really to say I've been selfish, like a negative thing. It's just that if I don't take care of me and I always thinking about everybody else, then I'm going to get the worst end of the stick. And it was, and it was also because I didn't let people walk on me that they just branded me as selfish because they couldn't just use me like their little doll to do whatever that they wanted so don't there is a little amount of selfishness that you'll have to factor in set boundaries with people okay to get that done and again um just thank you to those of you in the in the comments you know engaging in the conversation we appreciate you over here on the inner entrepreneur podcast and i believe as we start to wrap things up what would you say to young people out there um, the person who's probably working multiple jobs, living paycheck to paycheck, who wants to increase their standard of living, but they're still not sure about entrepreneurship or they still don't think it's something that they should do. What would be your words of advice to that person? Honestly speaking, um, I would have to say to them, do what you feel is calling you to do. Because at the end of the day, I feel everybody is capable 
of becoming an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. but not everybody is capable of staying an entrepreneur. It's a lot of work. It's double the work of being employed because you're your own boss as well as your employee. So mm-hmm. you need to be committed to it. And if you are considering becoming an entrepreneur, know that it's not a walk in the park. It's not something you can just wake up one day and say, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be successful. No, you're going to have to understand that some points you will get disappointed. You will come across hurdles. And that's what makes becoming an entrepreneur so special because you are able to overcome those hurdles on your own. You don't have your boss or your employer holding your hand to come over those those burdens or those obstacles. You are the one in control of your business. So it's a beautiful experience and I would not I would not discourage any young person thinking of opening their own business or starting some new venture. It's something worth the try and there's no guideline saying, I mean, people write books and there are like inspirational videos and courses that you can take on entrepreneurship, but there's no guideline saying that you are not capable of doing it. You are capable mm-hmm. of doing anything that you put your mind to. It's just you being able to stay committed to it. And I think that's just the biggest takeaway. You have to remain committed and determined. It's not something you can just say, like, start and stop and start and stop and give up one after a while okay so it's something i would encourage oh wow like thank you for that because there might be somebody listening to us right now who's having those thoughts in those hands and earlier when you were speaking about the emotional part and you said i just wanted to highlight when you said that it, it became something bigger than you it wasn't just about you so i always speak about that as well you have to have a reason why you have to know why it is that you're doing what you're doing because it's not just about the money opening businesses for money is the most basic reason like duh you want to make money that's the whole point of a business but you have to have a reason why you're doing it because your why is going to make your fail your doubt your worry your laziness melt away when you have something pushing you and also what marisol just highlighted was the being consistent part so i definitely agree with what it is that you're saying there's a few more questions that i want to ask but i know we've been here for a while (laughs) so unless it's okay with you or you know we may just have to bring marcel back on the podcast you know the people seem to be loving you (laughs) based on the comments that i'm seeing (laughs) so we may have to bring you back if you want to see if you want to hear marisol on our inner entrepreneur podcast again let us know in the comments you know go crazy give us some quick feedback um last question before i ask you about your review for the book but i heavily believe that if you're getting into business that you should get a mentor because it's just like a cheat code to to life or to business they can literally turn your 10-year plan into like a five-year or seven-year plan because of the experience that they have do you have a business mentor or if not is there somebody that you look up to to be absolutely honest like i don't think i have a mentor like a concrete mentor like i signed up on a sign up sheet somewhere no i don't i don't have that but i do follow a few people on instagram 
that I think are very inspiration, um, inspirational. Like, um, Lord, the names are not coming to me. I, Dana, Dana Chanel. She's mm-hmm. one of the people that I actually follow, and I look at her almost every day. Like, um, she and her husband actually opened their own business together, Jumping Jack, Jumping Jack Tax. Yeah, they I own a them. tax business. And yeah, I think they're very inspirational. So, I don't say that I have a mentor, but I look at people who I think I can source inspiration from, and I actually have. A very, very, very close person in my life who is an entrepreneur, and as, as a starting off business person, I think his drive and his determination to become a successful entrepreneur is also very inspirational to me. So I source advice and inspiration from him. So, but to say that I have a mentor would be very sidelined. So I wouldn't say I have a single mentor, but I do look to find inspiration from other people. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, I see. I, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, well, for me, I actually signed up to, like, get business um, mentoring and coaching. And that's probably something I'll probably, like, hit you up about, like, in private. But for those of you wondering, it's like I speak about it all the time. It's the ABS tribe, the ABS Institute. That's where I've been. That's what helped me from me not having a product, not knowing really anything about business to me doing what I'm doing now with my own website and thing. So thank you for that. And, you know, we have a comment here. Siobhan says, bring her back. Love the show. Provides the right advice we need in our lives as young people. So it has been it has been rationalized. So you guys, you know, not sure when, but, you know, once her schedule allows it, we'll have Marisol back. The people have spoken. <laughs> okay. And as we close this, Marisol was one of the people who I had tested or would uh, one of among the first people that I gave my book in you know, an entrepreneur to to read and I'm just um, again this is just goes back to having people in friends who inspire you that I could actually have somebody who had similar mindset to me to say hey I did this and you know she was very supportive of the idea and willing to read it so just give your review if you had to say okay what was what was that book to you? Just give your review of it because me saying it, it might seem biased, but to come from somebody who actually critiqued it and you know gave advice what to change and what would you say about that book? Well, you being my best friend, I mean, I don't have a choice but to be biased as well. <laughs> but honestly, no, your book, <laughs> your book is amazing. Um, I think the thing that stayed with me was how personal it was and how relatable it was. It wasn't a book that you pick off the shelf and it just shoves advice down your throat. No, it's something that you have to understand your personal experiences to know where you drew that inspiration from and why what you are saying makes sense. And Mm. I found that to be amazing. And I, as I said before, I read for enjoyment and i read mm-hmm. novels but after reading your book 
like I was I had no complaints I was into it and I felt that I also found pieces of novels in there your personal stories incorporated with your advice it definitely stayed with me I don't know for other people but I would definitely encourage everyone to when it drops to grab a copy of that book because it's definitely something worth the reading Okay, thank you very much for that. And you know, it wasn't anything really like being egotistical that it's like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna write a book, I'm gonna make it about me, and you know, it wasn't really anything like that. It was just I was the only person I could draw an example off of. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I didn't want to lie. You know, I'm not about that hypocrite life and whatever. So it's like, okay. I want to create something to help people but as society might be concerned I'm not successful yet or whatever to necessarily give people business advice like oh this is how you open an LLC or this is how you make x amount of money or whatever but I was like I believe the best type of products is products that solves problems or help people and I had a problem in not believing myself to be an entrepreneur and I know many people who have that same issue as well so that's why I decided to write that book to encourage those type to encourage those type of people and I put my story into it and people really seem to like that part of it and I'm very happy that I did all right so for those of you watching um actually this is my website where you can actually get on the book waiting waiting list so you get there's information about me and there it is there so you can join the book waiting list for you to get updates about that for you to get more information about the story I actually just released the cover art on my social media and as a way to say thank you to all of you guys who stuck with us till the end of this podcast who were there when internet was giving up and glitching <laughs> and we had to start and stop start and stop i have a free gift for you guys on the website just as a way of showing my appreciation and to help you on your entrepreneurial journey because i really really believe in having a plan right so there's a free business starter checklist available on the website it you don't have to pay for it enter any in card information and all that as you can see it's just name email your phone and go ahead and grab your free copy also make sure you subscribe to the waiting list for for the book in an entrepreneur so now i want to thank you marisol so much for taking your time out of your day to come ahead and do this i really really enjoyed the conversation even as my friend um thank you for your support Because you know, like I said, as we were speaking, you know, some people out here stingy <laughs> with the support now. So, and just for just being a good friend to me, like during all these years, like you know, I love you, hun. So, <laughs> thank you for um your support. And if there's any last words that you'd like to share with the audience, I'll give you the chance to do that and to also let them know where they can where they can find you. Um, drop your your social media handles and all of that like let us know where we can find Marisol at. well thank you for having me i definitely enjoyed it it's actually the first time i'm doing something like this and oh. i am so happy to be able to be like supporting you in a new way 
in your journey and just know that I'm always here for you as always and thank you for those who stayed on the live even when my internet tried to embarrass me many many times several times thank you so much still <laughs> thank you so much for staying on and I do hope that you continue to support my friend please do support my friend she's doing something amazing and I think that you can draw some inspiration from her if you are trying to start off your business or you're thinking about it or it's just a thought in the back of your mind pay that attention because you never know what beautiful thing could come out of that small thought So that's just it for me. Once again, thank you for having me. You can follow me on Instagram at Marie Solita. Um or you could follow me on my business page Sol's Academy. So, thank you again and take care. So yeah, let me just go ahead and put the Instagram handle for them so that's where you can go ahead and tap in with her and also you are on Facebook as well right so they can check you out on Facebook as check you out on Facebook as well if you have if you're on Ireland and you need a tutoring that's the girl to go to in terms of the traditional education she has experience 10 CFT1s you know three associate degrees like we can't talk about the regular stuff and you've heard her speak in the conversation that she is a very knowledgeable young lady and she carries herself with so much poise so make sure that you go ahead and support Marisol John on her entrepreneurial journey all right guys thank you so much i'm going to end this as i usually end this Right remember that you can listen to this podcast on different platforms again if you go on my website or when you go on my website you will see the links to all the different places you can stream the podcast okay so make sure you like and share this video for other people to get this knowledge and remember that you deserve happiness wealth and to live life in abundance don't hold back your inner entrepreneur and to remember to sign up on the book waiting list to make get updates on my book that will be coming out Bye guys, love you so much and I will see you guys next week. <laughs>